0: Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about like a little guy in a shop where he chops up wood and takes a piece of art and surrounds it in a wood frame. (laughs) We're talking about framing, basically framing the argument, framing the narrative.
1: Yeah. And if you look at the second bullet point, increasing diversity of actors, (laughs) you can't make this up like Zelensky, right? Actors, Uh, actors and approaches to mitigation. They want They're basically saying we need more cities and businesses and and local communities to buy into our marketing framing. That's what they're saying. And, of course, the the last bullet point on the page, you got those all-important dates down there
0: (laughs) in 2030 and 2050. Yeah. Now, let's just tell people real quick the um, sort of the quick, you know, short history of IPCC. I don't remember when it was started, but it was spun out of the United Nations.
1: Uh, it might have been back when they they had the Earth Summit in 1992. Um, it's probably on their website. But so in 1992, they did the Rio Earth Summit, right? And that was where they introduced global warming, okay, which has morphed into climate change. And interestingly, there is a group that went down there. They were environmentalists, that, and Patrick Wood talks about this. But this group went down there to that Rio conference thinking, hey, this is going to be great. We're going to be with our peeps. And they came back and they were like, what? This is a scam. This is nothing but the rich get richer and the poor get poor. It's a scam. And they wrote a book. It's called Earth Brokers. People should go read it. (laughs) So the IPCC came out of the the UN.
0: Yeah, and I've got it up here if you guys want to check it out. It's Ipcc.ch. And it's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Uh, it says it's the United Nations body for assessing the science related to climate change. And so if you guys want to go check this out, I think in uh, one of those documentaries, were they not saying, because um, part of it I had on while I was working on some other stuff, but were they not saying that Margaret Thatcher who was really trying yep. to push for nuclear energy, ended up adopting what was at the time a uh, movement growing out of the left and used yep. the whole climate change thing to push forward with that. And she was, was she part of setting up the IPCC? Uh, she was more like the Al Gore type, but I think she was. Um, yeah, I think
1: she was part of setting it up. They needed a, like a, a name to go with what they wanted to do to get buy-in.
0: Okay, yeah, exactly. I th- I thought I had heard that. I was like, "Wait a second. Did I just hear that correctly?" So, as I said <laughs> yesterday, in the opening segment, you know, the right and the left make a ton of money off this. And when you think about it, just in the typical political influencer grifting spheres that Maria Albanese is always talking about on the Thomas Paine podcast, the right-wing politicians and the PACs, the political action committees, they make money just by pretending to fight against it. So that's why it's a huge industry. So you'll have over the last fifteen years, the left saying climate change, and the right says no, climate change is fake. It's fake. They're making money and raising money. They use all this stuff in their campaign ads. They use this stuff in all of their, um, all of their uh, campaign fundraising materials. So it's like it's such a huge industry uh frankly amazing it's the distraction you know when
1: i talk to maria this is a distraction on on purpose so that you're not paying attention to what the bankers are doing with climate and 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 the cbdc that's coming behind the scenes they don't want you paying attention to that and it left right I mean, go back to that 1992 earth summit that's where they introduced agenda 21 well president bush signed the u.s onto that in in 1992 i think it was and then clinton right after him set up a cabinet level position for climate i mean yeah. that's right and left right they're all in on it
0: they're no like, exactly they're all in that on yeah they're all in on it they're all licensed criminals and uh um, what was it it was an interview recently uh legal man on the quash reviewed the interview between megan kelly and vladimir putin <laughs> And Putin said, listen, believe him or not, it doesn't matter to me. But it was funny because he's like a troll, too. I mean, uh, he said... Why would we interfere in your election when we know that no matter who wins, Republican or Democrat, your country is always headed in the same trajectory? It never changes based on who the president is. It's just an illusion of change. But you guys are always headed down the same path, only in one direction. And so it's the same thing. Like you just said, uh, you know, Bush science. Uh, assigns us into the agenda 21 and then bill clinton installs this climate change person it's just a continuation i mean we know the bush family and the clinton family are basically one and the same anyway but it's always just this continuation yep
1: uh the only thing i had highlighted here is uh you know when they're talking about increasing diversity of analytic frameworks and multiple disciplines this isn't just science notice they put social sciences Well, when I read that, I'm thinking the first name that popped into my head was
0: Edward Bernays. Mm -hmm. Let's control the people. (laughs) Yeah. No, and it's really interesting that, I mean, just, and I didn't do it for this reason, but yesterday when I was reviewing Introduction to Technocracy, the 45-page document written in 1933, basically the initial manifesto of this organized technocracy movement, they that half the paper is about changing the uh, basically socially engineering society and how the industrial boom allowed them to start to socially engineer and they needed all this social change. So they're involved with a lot of these social science guys because it's not just about how they were going to manage this system and make it equitable, it's about engineering society and getting them on board with this stuff. it's like the banks right the
1: banking system runs on trust this runs on trust and believe us that's why i highlighted that social system thing
0: oh yeah that's i mean that's why one of the most important bumper sticker slogans that came out of the last two and a half years under covid land the high school theater production was trust the science because trust the science could have been the bumper sticker of the technocracy incorporated it should have said technocracy incorporated trust the science like if they had hashtags back then that's what it would have been The science is settled. Don't don't ask questions. Exactly. It's settled so much that we pay off all the scientists through the universities to get on board with exactly what they say. That was another interesting thing that came out of one of those documentaries. There was that guy talking about uh, the scientist that was saying, if I wanted to study Certain birds in Central Park, or something like that. He said, <laughs> yeah. for there's like a 20 year period, he said, I would have to say, studying these certain birds in Central Park under the threat of climate change. And I was almost guaranteed to get the grant. <laughs> exactly. But if he left that one phrase out, he wouldn't get the money. <laughs> exactly. That, I mean, that was bro That's probably one of the best clips out of the whole thing. I think he was one of the guys that was on board with it initially and then realized yeah. it was a hoax. Yeah. Yeah, and the one guy that's, that that
1: uh, they put his name on the two thousand names, and he talked about how he called him up and said, "Look, I don't know why you put my name on here. I disagreed with you." And they're like, "Well, you worked on it." He's like, "No, I didn't. I showed, I proved you were wrong. It was the opposite." And they're like, "Well, we're going to leave your name on it." He he had to go get a lawyer <laughs> to call him to get his name off.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this, I'm just looking at this as we're flipping through it because we're on this page. Again, this is summary for policymakers coming out of IPCC for 2022. This is just funny because we obviously heard this echoed everywhere on the news. You don't have it highlighted, but it's emissions of CO2. FFI dropped temporarily in the first half of 2020 due to responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, of course, guys, they locked everyone in their home and they shut down all the supply chains. So, of course, there was going to be less CO2 admitted into the air. Like, that one is just hilarious. So, why wasn't the solution just to keep us locked down and don't make anything anymore? No, because you're going to see in the chart after we get through this, that the whole hustle is that these guys are allowed to pollute as much as they want, as long as they kick a VIG <laughs> up to the IPCC. So we're going to see that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's well, the, the mafia, maybe man. that's it's a, Maybe that's a, a premonition on their part where, you know, eventually
1: when we're locked in a pod and, and have a VR helmet on all day and we can't go anywhere. Uh, that chart comes to fruition. They're going to be like, well, you polluted the planet too much. We, we have to lock you down forever.
0: Oh, I think they'll do that. And then the, the way that I think they're going to get away with continuing to issue um the carbon credits or through CBDC, however they do it, is they're going to say, when you're entering, remember they did the, see, everything connects. Remember they did the big push last year and they started saying how mining cryptocurrency was using so much energy uh because of all the server power and so what they're going to do is when you're sitting in your 400 square foot pod with your vr helmet on your transcranial stimulation helmet uh tapping into your brain and you're living and working inside the metaverse they're going to say that that Generates uh, and uses so much energy, therefore creates so much carbon. So that's how they're going to still be able to push that grift. I mean, that it's got it makes sense how they're going to do it. I mean, it it really does because as you see, even with COVID, there was a large percentage of us that remained quiet, but say refused to wear a mask or didn't get jabbed or boosted but at the end of the day man most most of us just kind of shut up <laughs> i mean we didn't go along with it but you didn't want to get thrown out of the grocery store and arrested either so right. they can push you into this system but i think that's how they're going to do it i mean just so you know i know you know a little bit about it but the whole idea behind the energy certificates 'Cause this will tie into what you're doing. So they surveyed the whole entire North American continent. Some plans actually they wanted to create the Technate, which is basically like the big country under technocracy, from South America all the way up to the North Pole. And what they it's did is they like measured is
1: now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they measured all the output of energy needed to create all the goods. And then what they were doing is they were taking everyone over the age of twenty five years old, and they would each get an equal allotment. Of these energy certificates to spend, whether you worked or not. So the way I proposed, kind of explained it to the audience is I said, think about this like Santa's workshop, right? So Santa gets up every day. He's the head scientist and he goes to work with all of his elves. And the elves are the engineers, the machinists, the technologists that work for him. And They're now not he's, j- <laughs> and now he's gonna, uh, he's gonna just, no i like to think of santa elves as the little uh, black guy in uh bad santa that was my favorite elf of, <laughs> of all time so they go it's to work on a shelf you gotta find yeah. it first <laughs> so so yeah exactly so what you're supposed to believe is that they're just going to generate all these goods they're going to create an abundance of wo- uh, goods at santa's workshop And then they're going to issue you these certificates in the form of energy certificates or CBDC carbon-based tokens for nothing, nothing. You don't have to give them anything. They're going to just give you these, and then you're going to spend them to buy all the crap that they're making all day long while you get to sit at home and eat potato chips on your couch. Like, you're actually supposed to believe that that's the model that they are going to enact. And meanwhile... Like I, like I was trying to explain to people. You just, like, how does anyone even buy into this? Or has no one actually thought it through? Like, you don't hear a politician trying to explain this to people. It's just common sense. That's like if, let's say, Amazon and all their major warehouses actually produce the goods. So Amazon, like Jeff Bezos, well, not him anymore, but they're going to get up every day. They're going to run the factory. And then they're going to just start shipping goods to your door that you're buying with free Amazon gift cards they give you. They just give you Amazon gift cards to buy crap. But the money they're giving you is fake, and it's so that you can buy the stuff they're making for you for free. Like, like how does anyone buy into this? It's a total scam. It's a total scam. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, All we're right. gonna make it even. We're gonna make this thing so obvious by the time we're done. If anybody still doesn't get it, it's, it's like I'm sorry, I can't help you.
0: Well, that and that's the key to this thing, is I think once you understand just using common sense and thinking of Santa's workshop, because... The way that the Technocracy Incorporated was going to do it is the same way the IPCC and these guys are doing it here. I mean, there are minor changes. They obviously worked out some kinks, uh, but they're stealing all the resources. They're going to fire up this giant machine. I mean, again, Klaus Schwab talks about some of this stuff in the 2016 book, The Force Industrial revolution. You know, he gets into this as well basically their uh, system and how it's going to operate but you have to remember the way they're talking about this is they're basically going to run these factories because they're just wonderful philanthropic people the scientists and engineers are just yeah. going to make all this free shit for you and you're going to get to sit home and eat a bag of popcorn like jim while you buy crap with free money that they gave you <laughs> like they want to make gandhi look like a thief That's <laughs> what <they wanna> do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're flipping down through this document. There's so many charts yeah, and there's graphs. There's a
1: lot of stuff in here. You know, don't don't get bogged down too much. Just keep going. I, I highlighted a few things I think in here. Now, you read this uh, entire document? No, sir. Oh, <laughs> I okay. The entire document. I didn't read every word. I, I was it.
0: I was going to say, "Wow." Because there's All a I, lot of these tables
1: and stuff. I think that might be everything for this document for the IPCC. I mean we people get the the idea of who they are, where they came from. That's the most important important part for them.
0: No, no, uh, let me a- I- let me let me just ask you this from a practical sense because when I come across big giant documents over the years from the UN, coming out of WEF, Uh, you know, like I said, Klaus Schwab's books on stakeholder capitalism, The Great Reset, Fourth Industrial Revolution, when I find all these old technocracy documents. I always like to try to understand who the audience is that this stuff is designed for. This is why they're willing to publish this, because they know 99.999% of the population is never going to read these white papers anyway. But when they write all this up, who is actually, like, who is an actual person who would sit here and read and be able to understand this entire document? So
1: it's in the title, Policymakers. So this is going to most likely NGOs. It's not going to your favorite elected official, because they're not reading this, this crap either, uh, and nor is their intern staff. This is going to NGOs who then turn around and tell the interns uh you know what policy decisions to make because look here's the science and they're not going to read it either they're in the 99.9 percent of the people that aren't going to read it either
0: right so let me ask you this on on a document like this because obviously you come across a lot of these when you're doing research for your business how many actual physical people Do you think it takes for them to put together a document like this? Like, it's obviously a collection of research from probably a lot of institutions and universities and uh, think tanks. And then there's obviously a team of editors that go in and they're putting this together. Back and
1: forth and back and forth. Right. I think it's hundreds. I really do
0: yeah hundreds upon hundreds of people so right there when we talk about this being a giant industry just imagine the hundreds and hundreds of people that rely on making money off being these little policy wonks and these researchers that have to do all the work to put something like this together and then when this gets handed down like you said to the NGOs the non-governmental organizations how many people do you think at the end of the day are actually reading this to the point that they have to understand it what do you think there's hundreds of guys that were installed into positions that are there to understand this it's basically like marching orders almost like a annual report right of where they are and where they need to go
1: well it's no different than any other industry where you know all the regulated regulatory bodies are captured and so when there's a new rule coming in place to say you know you can't make a dresser where if you open all the drawers it's going to fall over on a toddler um, so this new rule. Well, who writes the rule? It's not the regulators. It's the the furniture industry makes the writes the rules and gives it to the regulators and say, Hey, will this do? Let's. How about this? Will this do? So it's it's the industry that's writing this stuff to push it to policymakers, saying this is what we're willing to give up. <laughs> this is what we're willing to do
0: right it's it's the same way a bill is written in congress like we know at the end of the day it's a collection of all these lobbyists representing the big corporations that get together they put it all together it gets slapped together then they hand it off to the uh staffers and stuff in congress they put it together and then the next thing you know it's a giant bill that not one politician ever read nor do they know what the hell's inside it they just know that the lobbyists said they'll donate uh 100 grand to their pack next election if they pass the bill and then inside we find where the real poison pills are but they make it almost impossible even if there was a real uh politician that cared about you that actually wanted to read it you you have to say guys they're voting on 10 or 12 things every day what do you think it's like if i was there like i could read seventeen thousand pages every day that comes across my desk and then be able to understand this
1: you're slow (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah but see that that's what i find to be amazing about this stuff is even someone like you that needs to understand it from an extent like you said you have to make sure that you're not making personal investments or you're not advising clients to make investments in an industry or a business model that you help create that isn't going to exist in five years or 10 years or 15 right. years like okay if they're really going to go into solar and wind and ev and gas is going to be gone how long is the this business model I have going to be viable for, but even you can't sit there and read that. If you have to understand it, and report that back to your partner or your boss or your clients. I mean, like this document right here we're about to look at, guys. This is the IPCC impacts adaptation uh, adaptation and vulnerability. Not this, looking
1: at that one, I just provided it to you. I did not read that, guys. This is three
0: thousand sixty eight pages. Edited by what is there one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve people with editorial uh, editorial assistance from another twenty people here. So there's like three dozen people involved with this. This is Working Group Two contribution to the Sixth Assessment Report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change over three thousand pages do you know how much carbon was emitted to create this document (laughs) did these guys track the carbon output or the energy output i mean i will tell you even howard scott founder of technocracy incorporated would be pissed off about this one folks i hope they track this i mean i gotta say though i'm gonna just flip through it a little bit because just so the audience understands, it's watching this at pain.tv gold. I, I mean, folks, this is a eight point aerial font here. There's got to be, uh, th- over f- probably over a thousand words on every page in this document. This is insanity. That's it. I, I pulled it open
1: and I, I scrolled about as far as you are now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm reading this.
0: Guy, th- like just the resources and references in here, this looks like an old encyclopedia you would pull off the shelf back in third grade and you go, oh my God, right. the, te- the teacher wants me to look at this. I mean, this is crazy. We're at, I'm, I'm at page 371 and the document is literally stalling as I'm flipping through it. <laughs> so remember the document we just went through was called the summary,
1: which was 50 some pages. The summary was the summary of this 3,000-page document,
0: which is why I did go through the summary. Wow. So let me let me ask you just an opinion here because, I mean, this just gives you an idea how big this hustle is. Something like this one with uh, three dozen people just editing. Folks, that's editing. Those aren't the people that did all the research that went into whatever studies that Thousands they're including of inside of this. Yeah, okay, so... I used to have a marketing company back in my 20s, and we had a client, it was Harvey Malice Communications, and they had all the accounts with the Connecticut bioscience industry. So we had contracts to literally put a lot of this kind of stuff together, like these annual reports and all the brochures, just from the graphic design end. Oh, God, we we used to do ones that were 100 pages, and we probably had... 100 billable hours back then just on one of those just the graphic design that went into this there had to be a team of uh 25 graphic designers working on this probably for like several months how long do you think it actually takes the editors that are collecting all this information uh to put something like this together is this a couple year project
1: i think it's months well If if they're doing it every year, then it's more updating, right? I I think it's months for sure. If not, the the initial one might be years, but this is months and months and months.
0: Yeah. So if you look at the net of, uh, like, the web of researchers, (laughs) we've been talking
1: for ten minutes and you're still scrolling.
0: (laughs) I know. Well, that's why I'm doing it. I want the audience to see like how in depth this is. I mean, this is this just goes to show you how big the scam is because there. First off, there is no one. Not even in the industry, not even the people they want you to believe read this, like the policymakers, there is no one who could actually read this and understand it. Like, this is literally reading the Bible of uh, climate change. And how many of these documents does the IPCC, you know, similar documents and white papers, just like the World Economic Forum and the UN, they pump out probably dozens or hundreds of these type of things every year, right? I mean, on all different sectors and
1: it's it's like the phrase you know the bigger the the bigger the lie the bigger the scam you just got to overload them with information and data so nobody digs under the under the hood and sees what really's going on
0: right because what they can do is they can come out with a basic graph or a chart you know on uh have some politicians show it in a committee hearing on C-SPAN, and they can go, this is backed up by 3,068 pages coming out of the IPCC. I mean, that's how they pull off the the (laughs) scan. The science is settled. Yeah, the science (laughs) science is is settled. settled. If you don't believe me, read the 3,068 pages (laughs) by the IPCC. This was edited by 36 people, folks. (laughs) And get back to us. <laughs> <And> we'll continue <laughs> the argument when you're done <laughs> oh man I, I mean that that is crazy so again there's no one not katherine austin fitz not john titus or anyone could actually read all this no no and the cool right, part that everyone got? should know now is you could always challenge these people back see what i would do is i'd use this now so when you're talking to your neighbor who's a subcontractor for some company that installs Tesla solar panel shingles, and they're trying to tell you this stuff is real, you could say, listen, I found some flaws in the IPCC studies. And if they go, well, what are you talking about? Say, well, you don't know what the IPCC is. How the hell are you even in this business? And then you tell them what the IPCC is, and it was uh, partially founded by Margaret Thatcher, this evil right-wing conservative. That's how you get them now, because now they're going to say, wait, what? And then you say, listen, if you don't believe me that I found the flaws, there's a 3,068-page annual report that you need to read and catch up on your industry, pal.
1: Exactly. (laughs) After about 20 pages, you'll see that's being used to start a charcoal grill fire.
0: (laughs) No, it's great. I'm telling you, because this is how you gotta hit these people back now. Just confuse them with their own stuff. Yeah, go get it printed and bound and say, Here, read this. (laughs) Hand it to them. Tell them, read this. It's a quick read. I finished it up on the toilet this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: <laughs> we'll get together right. for lunch when you're done
0: <laughs> so now we're looking at this uh chart here and um yeah, let, let, this is let this me, great let me just tell you for sure. for to the audience from my perspective on this so jim had sent over uh this 13 minute video on facebook and it is worth watching of course it's done by uh dr shiva a lot of people obviously with the the show grifter network and everything else it's fine so ignore the messenger listen to the message because i had sent this over to maria albanese and said you should watch it and that was her first thing but this is why again i read all this stuff that comes out of the left i ignore the messenger because 99 percent of what these guys talk about is accurate they just usually misdirect or they leave some stuff out but jim showed me this video and i thought it was really fantastic i think it's something point jim should probably just do something similar add a little more information and do his own video and put it out and then we don't have to share dr uh shiva you can just share (laughs) your own whatever
1: yeah Uh, don't worry about the messenger the the message is right so this is this document when i saw this little video i was just like wow uh this this ties it all together he explains it in in plain english and it's not three thousand pages (laughs) so this is good right but i so, so let's let's just start at the top so people understand that I don't have the video. So you've got the IPCC, who we just explained what this is, and you've got all these businesses that, you know, put CO2 into the atmosphere, whether that's pollution or not, it's, you know, you can make up your own mind. Uh, but they put CO2, and carbon dioxide into the atmosphere in the process of making T-shirts. And the IPCC is now going to come and say, well, we have to get to this net zero. Everybody's heard the term net zero by 2050. Net zero, what that means is we don't get to zero carbon dioxide going up into the atmosphere by 2050. It means that you have to offset the the carbon dioxide CO2 that you are putting into the atmosphere. So if it's 100 billion tons you're putting in the atmosphere, if you buy 100 billion tons worth of carbon credits to offset the the actual CO2, then you're good. That's that's net zero. Well, where do the carbon credits come from? Has anyone ever seen one on the store shelf? Can you buy one? Like on Amazon? Where do they come from? Oh, well, they're created out of thin air by Wall Street banks. (laughs) And they're delivered through the IPCC, who puts a little, you know, gets a piece of the fee. But the Wall Street banks create these things literally out of thin air, like they created credit default swaps to collapse the mortgage industry. It's the same thing. It's, it's, not, it's nothing. It's made up. It's, it's, it's literally made up. Of course, the math behind it comes from the technocrats that you've been going over. Um, okay, so that's the basic scheme on the top level. Well, where does the Paris Climate Accord come in? Well, the IPCC then goes and creates this Paris Climate Accord uh, and that's the marketing division of, you know, getting this sold, if you will, right? It's kind of like the World Economic Forum is the marketing arm of the bankers to roll out the total control system. The Paris Climate Accord is the marketing of this carbon credit scheme. And they go to the U.S. and they say, hey, you have to set up this green fund. you got to put $100 billion into it. And where does that money go? Well, that doesn't go to, like, solar panels. It goes to all these NGOs that are connected to all the politicians in 180 countries that basically bribe all the politicians in those countries to say, yeah, sign on to the Paris Climate Accord Agreement. And that's what that is. It's literally the Paris Climate Agreement is nothing but a marketing arm of this carbon credit scheme. And it's a scheme. That's the diagram we're staring at.